soccer snobs and right away I'm exposing my lack of research. I wanted to look before we did this show on what episode we are. Do you know offhand? We've uh, got to be in the 50s or 60s by now. We are. 60s. We we split into two seasons, so uh, like we're great. like I think it's 24, but we're <laughs> we're close to 60 some. All right. Well, welcome to the Soccer Snobs uh, one episode at some point. Um, we have a really neat guest today, and it is the owner of Peterborough United Football Club in the championship. That's like that's a big, big deal, like uh, in terms of the club ownership. Now, his name's R. Stuart Thompson. Now, what, right away, I'm throwing it to Stephen Jay here. If you look at somebody or meeting someone and right away you, you see their name has like a letter dot and then the name like is that automatic power who are you asking me anybody are you okay, welcome you welcome to the show we have a new <laughs> soccer snob on it's his first show ever jason whiting usually what happens is i ask a question and i jump in i usually jump in and steal it i thought steve was gonna take this sorry yeah oh how about that would you ever give your name like j dot and then your middle name last name is it a power move i do like it for some reason i don't hate it uh i don't think i would have the guts and i'm too lazy to go ahead and do something like that but if someone did it and said i'm gonna do this for you for free you don't have to do anything just go to sleep i would say i'll try it i'll do a trial period but i do think it's yeah it does make it look clean and tight yeah. and tight. would you abbreviate your first name or would you like move your middle like would it be j and then dot middle name last name no no my middle name is it's too controversial, <laughs> controversial. i think I, I, no i do like i do like the dot now you're making me think of it steve would you do the same it's completely rattled me i i i, I don't even think where mark's going is potentially correct like he writes r dot stuart thompson but i saw on his linkedin he wrote randy but now i think randy's like his nickname or people call him that for some reason i don't even think that's his first name i think he's stuart thompson and somehow r and randy gets in there but it's in there for everything it's like his handles on social media and stuff so i've called him randy and stuart i think he's gonna come on just to make fun of me and go off the show that's amazing yeah, yeah. It's, so it's rattled me we're definitely bringing it up like that's oh, yeah. more important than anything to do with peterborough yeah who cares <laughs> yeah 100 percent. so with this owner coming in we've had tons of different angles on the show coaches players chairman authors agent uh show we we taped that's going to be released soon uh referee um so i'm going to throw this to i'll throw it to steve why is it important for us and for people listening to us to have all these different soccer perspectives? Great question. It's, I don't know. I feel like it's something I'm proud of. Like I want to, I I'm still like desperate to get a kit man on. I just want to know. I'll be honest. Like it's to me, it's selfish. I want to know about all these different roles. Like I want to know all the different things. I love the, what we learn from them. We were just debating like TD and what a TD role should be. Like I want to know more from this guy to help me line up what what is he doing at Peterborough? Why did he buy Peterborough? You know, like 
he said that he bought Peterborough because they stood out. Why they stood stand out? I want to know all that stuff. To me, it's like all that knowledge I want to know. Like we're so fortunate to talk to these people. So to from a listener's perspective, I know there's tons of listeners out there who are so similar to us, and we've got feedback from them. So like, do you just want to know like? Oh, Wijnaldum, he still may sign for Barcelona. Oh, he like his con like it's been the same with Wijnaldum for like eight months. So we're gonna come on every single day and talk about Wijnaldum's transfer or you know who United are, are looking to buy. I love soccer. I look that stuff too, but it bores me after a while. Like I want to know why is a guy from Alberta buying Peterborough? Like yeah. where, how'd that happen? It's fascinating. It's almost, it's almost like we're doing like the poorest person's version of amazon prime like a <laughs> docuseries like because yeah that's why i love those docuseries yeah and, like, yeah workings and finding out at tottenham and and uh you know even brazil like their background stuff their day-to-day like it's like yeah. mind-boggling and, and actually sometimes they simplify it so much and they oh yeah they just went and trained and they just yeah. like but they're the best in the world or like yeah so i want to know i that's to me the inner workings and you know how this guy bought the club and uh-huh. the conversations when it started was it at a pub in actual peterborough canada yeah that he actually decided like for the last <laughs> i'm desperate yeah. to know like all those answers yeah it's well, like James, uh hold sorry mark i just want to no, say no. it's you 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 uh you made me you seeped into my brain again jay when we had paul watson on and he started his whole thing because him and his friend were like saying I could play for San Marino. <laughs> that's right. That's like right. that's how his whole thing started, and his whole life changed just from that like debate in a pub. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, he's managing a country, and he's taking them Crazy. to another country to win their first ever game. Like, and then he went to all that stuff in his career, just from a pub talk. Like that stuff to me, that's where I'm fascinated. It's it, totally to your point, Jay, about like the documentaries. It's it's like yeah. we're doing the Amazon version. Yeah, it's true. And I'll, I'll throw this to Jay. Um, having all these people on the show, have they changed your opinion on these people? And I'll throw like just the, the referee, for example, like has your opinion changed on people we've had on the show? Big time, big time. I mean, with the referees, 100%. Like she, that was my favorite episode for some. Like, I just, I was all over her like a dirty shirt asking those nitty gritty questions. I have like 5,000 more questions to ask her. Like, and like we need to have another referee on the show because especially with the VAR stuff, I have way more questions, but yeah, it does. It does. And that's why that, why that this is amazing. That's why debates are important because then you can sort of figure out, like, you're not trying to figure out who's right or wrong. You're just trying to, if we're trying to just learn more every time and maybe figure out if I'm right or not. <laughs> yeah. God. So we know that, these guys came from Canada and bought Peterborough United. So we'll get into why he did and why he chose Peterborough. But uh, what, Steve, what do you look for? You're, you're looking to buy a club. What do you look for in that club, in a club? Such a good question. Cause like I have a few little <clears throat> questions I want to ask them and I have some in this vein. What am I looking for? It's such a, I'm going to go back to when I like wanted to not take over Liverpool in a, in a video game championship manager to build a club. What did I look for? I always look for like, like I'm a nerd, a populous region where like, if I build the club, I have a region of fans that can support it. I always look for like infrastructure. Do they already have an existing stadium there that I can piggyback on and grow? But it's such a hard question because like there's so much more. And in real life, 
you know, am I looking at the academy to make sure they've got like young players coming in that aren't going to cost me money? You know, do I have, am I like a chic owner or am I like just a pretty rich owner who can't afford to buy like, you know, Erling Holland or something like there's so much there. Do I look at history or do I want to start new and create history, like almost an expansion soccer team in like some rugby town or something like I don't know. It's it's uh, I'm like totally not answering the question, but it actually excites me the question because like I want to find a different one and then just pick them, you know, I, I'm like, Steve, you just exposed my inner core and basically the difference between you and me. I have zero interest in owning a club. Zero. Like it couldn't be further from zero, actually, on the negative. All I want, though, I want you to buy the club. I want you to run it. And I want, I'll, I'll pay some. I never want to be there until the games happen. Like I'm sure one of the class of 92 is similar. Like they're just like, I'll just show up to the games. I'll just, here's my investment. I'm not, if I'm not coaching, I'm not interested at all. Zero. (laughs) Wow. That's, that's crazy. I'm like, have a question kind of, you kind of touched on my, one of my questions, but for me, like if I can't sleep, I'm thinking of owning a club. Yeah. I'm at every U8, U9, U10. I'm at every th- every game, every practice. I'm the most annoying owner in the world. I'm in the change room before games. Just yeah. standing. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm What are you wearing? Everywhere. What are you wearing? Oh, I'm dying to track suit. No, never track suit. I'm in you know me. I haven't worn you jeans know, okay, in like 14 okay. years. Baseball hat? Baseball hat? No. No, you can't. Okay. No. You're I mean, the like, owner. You're the owner. So it's like, I'm just, you could do whatever you want. Like yeah, you killed me. Cause as the owner, yeah. I always say like, I'm a tracksuit manager, but like as an owner, do I change it up? Do I, I be see- like eccentric owner? And I have like a bow tie. <laughs> like I'm the bow tie owner. <laughs> I'm, I always go around with a bow tie and it's like Peterborough United <laughs> bow tie. Oh my God. That was or the so two, good. like the two shoelace ties. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so I'm like bow tie owner. I go to all like FIFA meetings in a bow tie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You'd be like a renegade guy. No, I see you Steve. maybe looking like, you know how RV wears like a uh, Raymond Ryan wears a, a golf shirt. I can yeah, see you probably. getting away with that. Probably. Golf shirt is a good cut. You know what I mean, just a simple golf shirt, clean cut. Yeah, like the country club, cl- country club look like khakis and a golf shirt. No, kind of not khakis, no, not yeah. like uh, with Ted a Lasso. pleat with a pleat so thick it sticks out from my quad. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. Can we ask him this, Omar? It's actually one of my questions. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, I want to, I want to know, like, because he said there's a balance between um, wanting to get in there and like you just said, because I'm like you. And letting people do their job. I actually want to know that answer as like a manager as my job and as a coach, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So here, what I think Jay answered this question already. So I'll ask Steve, but like, if you could have a choice to be only one thing, a player, a coach or an owner. I think it's an easy, easy answer. Like, first of all, let's just break it down. If we could be a player for sure. No question. You, you only yeah. do the other stuff when you're done playing or like when you're not good enough or you bust your knee or something. So player easy. Then for me, I'd pick coach then owner as I just love coaching. Wow. Jay, your, your order. Same <clears throat> player, coach, and then kit man, then owner. <laughs> I think I'd be a great kit man. You would, yeah, I, I bet think, you would. I think yeah. we'd be a really good kit man. 
Absolutely. You'd be, you'd be perfect for a kit, man. Oh yeah, my God, it means perfect. everything to me. I'd be owner owner first for me before player. I, I see it too. Oh, yeah. I would, I, I, you would, I would die for you to be my owner and just come in the change room because you'd be like all nonchalant. Like you wouldn't like try and overrun the room. You'd come in, so, little sneaky little comment in my yeah. ear saying, hey, I thought you did well the other day. But, or I also, know? I feel like Mark's the owner who's like, he humbles himself. So you immediately respect him. Like I come off of training. I'm like, I'm like the star player. Mark's like, here's a Gatorade. And he just, <laughs> yes. yes. Humble. And you're like, Oh my yes. God, the owner gave me a Gatorade. And like, and that's how he wins people. And then he picks up the last towel from the change room. And, yeah. and like, I spread the rumor and he looks out of his eye knowing that I saw him and he walks away. Yeah. You, oh. you planted the seed as the kit man that he's not above picking up a towel. Um, uh, what a team what a conspiracy we just developed yeah, yeah that is that is really good we got to use that somewhere now <laughs> what uh what is is another question i'm going to ask him but i'll ask you guys as owners put your owner's hat on you're in like the playoff final to go up to the premier league you're in the press box you're watching the game i'm so excited right now a first part question what are you drinking sitting there watching the game and part B do you eat are you eating during that massive playoff final to go to the Premier League Steve jump on that I'm so glad you set me up because I'm gonna set up Jay so hard right now and it's gonna go back to us discussing things last night together <laughs> it's so good personally and I'm gonna I'm gonna do like Eminem and make fun of myself so Jay can't make fun of me personally <laughs> I don't think I can eat or drink anything. I can't. I'm I'm so into it. I don't want to drink because I don't want to have to go to the washroom. I have to go to the washroom because Jay can hold his bladder for 12 hours and he thinks it makes himself tough. He asked us if we were impressed and both my wife and I were like, it doesn't mean anything to us that you can hold your bladder for 12 hours. <laughs> I don't eat because I like my stomach's nervous, so I can't eat. I can't be like dipping in like food and chips and stuff no it's it, yeah. it's i'm too nervous there's zero chance jay i'm in the tunnel i'm not even upstairs i'm in the Whoa. tunnel like with the security guards and then i'm not eating or drinking even though i can hold my urine and mark i have to ask you oklahoma does it impress you that i can hold it for 12 hours at least impress no but envy yes okay that's what, oh, that's better for him. That's what Steve's daughter said. She's just a prophet. I love it. Yeah. No, there's no way I can eat. That's a non-starter. I don't think I've ever seen an owner like eat a burrito unless it's a steak. <laughs> burrito. Yeah. Like dripping wings. down. He's got wing sauce all over his it's face. It's a bow tie. Right on the bow tie. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, uh, you, you got to have a water beside you just to like, yeah, I would have. You're right. I would. Because if I'm getting that pasty white thing, I don't want that at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's I'm going to I want to ask. I'm curious to know, like, because there's got because at the Fury Games, remember when we had like the like, we're not owners, but like the food that I would consume at a Fury game was just it was just like ir like just irresponsible. Like I would leave. Was. I, and, and, and I'd eat it in awkward orders. I'd have popcorn and like an apple. And then a burrito, like yeah. who? Because it was just there. It was so amazing when you got to be on that level. And then you go out and get the dessert tray or whatever. And I'd have like desserts I didn't have since like I'd have cotton candy. 
Was it me and you, Steve, that ate so many of those donuts? Remember the little yes. donuts? And then yes. we felt sick and like yes. we second we, half. We almost like we had yeah. it was bad. Mark's as soon as the whistle blew, Mark's like, bye. And he scooted out, <laughs> holding like I could see him clenching his butt cheeks because he was like he could barely <laughs> make it. He was doing like a penguin walk. Oh, I love it. Um, so, so here's uh, my last uh, owner question from the, from the box. <clears throat> it's the playoff final again to go up to the Premier League. It's 1-1, 90th minute penalty for you guys, for us, for the owners. Do you watch the penalty? Or do you turn back? Or even, you know what, I'll even say that in a PDL or Algonquin format like national final penalty, you're the coach. Like, do you just turn away and be like, and wait for the reaction? Or are you watching the penalty intently? I'm going to be such a nerd and say, it depends. And just a couple clarification questions that I don't think mean anything, but I just want to buy myself time. Oh my God. Do, did we just score to make it one, one, or did we have the one nil lead and they tied it before that? That's, you know what? That's, that's a great question because I was going to change the question to you're <laughs> down, you're down one nil in the 90th minute in the final and oh. you get a penalty. I think that's more like, cause like you either that's tie a, it and it's like, yes, we're going to, yeah, or yeah. you're out. So yeah. I'm going to flip it to okay. that question. Okay. I like that. I like that. Okay. So if you flip it and it's a, to tie God, I think out of like the last 10 that I've ever been a part of, I've just had, I've had to watch, but I pretended that I'm not watching. I think I have to watch. I have to watch, but I don't want to. Yeah. It's, I'm going to call, I'll call myself out. I'm going to say I watch, but I used to never watch. I remember that. I, I got all gone. And, yeah. but I feel like I've matured and I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter if I watch or don't watch. Like it's not going to make the person miss the penalty, but I used to almost physically think that, that if I watch, <laughs> they're going to miss. And I just would turn around. So like, I think I've gotten past that, but if you put me in the situation, I'll probably run out of the stadium. Yeah. Mark yeah, you, I, Mark, I can see you. Oh, God, no, I'm no. like you, Jay, you nailed me. I'm like, a kid at a horror movie. I'm covering, okay, but yes. I'm peeking okay. out of like the smallest <laughs> hole that I have. That's that's how I'm doing it. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So that's it. That's that's the last question. I'll, you know what? Maybe we'll ask him that too. But uh, so anyway, stay tuned for uh, our Stuart Thompson uh, coming up on the show. In case you were wondering, this meeting's being recorded. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we've got. Um, our Stuart Thompson here on the show. And I just want to uh, tell our fans quickly who you are and uh, you and your, I guess, a business partner of yours or a friend of yours in 2018 purchased um, together a 50% share of uh, Peterborough United. Uh, and for those listening that don't know what that is, I'll, I'll spell it out to you. It's a professional soccer team in England that just won promotion to the English championship, which is the second highest league in England. So, before we move on with the interview, we need to clarify this yeah. with you. Can we ask our Stuart Thompson, what, what's the real, what's the first name? Is there a nickname in there? And I really love the R dot to me. It's a power move. And I know <laughs> it, it's in there somewhere. It's a terrible story, guys. It, and, and you know what? Every single time, like talk about brand failure. Okay. So, so. <laughs> 
you guys have all watched Austin Powers, right? Yeah. Being yeah. Randy from the colonies is the worst name ever, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and then actually on top of that, uh, I do a ton of work in like, a, like I started kind of Dragon's Den investing. So I, I run um, startup investing across Canada. Cool. And we've been doing it across the world. Do you know Randy in some countries is actually prostitute? Oh, Wow. No. So, so the problem though is guys like you get on and you go, well, he's just Randy to us. What the hell? Right. Yeah. So the brand was to have actually stick the old nickname. My, my, you know, my baby boomer parents must've hated me. Right. And gave me that terrible name. So I was trying to go professional, but guys like you always go, you're not Stuart. You're Randy. Like what the hell? So <laughs> that is actually the terrible story. I wish I wish it was more interesting than that. No, but it's literally that you can't be called Randy in certain countries of the world. But every time I try to lose it, you guys always call me out. <laughs> that's amazing. Right. I love that. I love that. That's a better story than I I could have. Oh, I know. I know. So thanks for asking. But it honestly happens all the time because even we'll be in a press conference in the UK and my two partners, one of them's Irish, one's English. They always forget too. They just call me Randy. Andy. So what we've been saying is, Stuart, until you get to know me, and then you get to decide what you want to call me. And That's after a beer, true. most people go to Randy. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I love that. So I'm going to jump. I hate right. to do this. I got to put this on pause. Yeah. 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 You <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So I want to jump into uh, kind of something that happened recently, and we kind of touched on it to secure promotion to the championship, you were actually at the game a couple of weeks back, correct? And that was against, um, it was against uh, Lincoln city. You needed a, a, a draw or a win kind of thing. And, and Lincoln is no slouch. They just went up uh, via the playoffs. So this is a big, and you were down. Uh, actually, they lost that game. Blackpool beat them in, the, in oh, Wembley. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And here's right. the funny story. I, not to interrupt a good one, but yeah. you know, Lincoln talk about like worst <clears throat> luck ever. So Hull City wins promotion. Uh -huh. Who did they do it against? Lincoln City. So Lincoln had to sit at the end and watch all the Hull players lose their minds. Then we gained second place. Who do we take it from? Lincoln City. And then Blackpool goes up. Like, you're a three-time loser while all the other guys are watching. Great team, by the way. Like, for yeah. any Lincoln City fans, you scare the hell out of everybody. But, uh, you know, like, it was... Like, of all the bad luck, you had to sit there as a player watching three Stanley Cup celebrations back yeah. to back to back three weeks That's in a row. Awful. That's, that that is, is awful. awful. Yeah. Also, yeah. also, way better story than what I was going to say. <laughs> but, yeah. No, but, uh, like, I want to talk you, like, you to talk us through as an owner. You're yeah. down 3 nil. You've flown all the way from, you know, you're there. You're ready. You, let's be honest. Before the, the kickoff, you were like, I'm ready to celebrate. Now you're down 3 nil. Talk us through like mm -hmm. how the rest of the game kind of played out. And I have a follow-up B question is you tied it up in the 87th minute on a penalty. Did you watch or did you close your eyes? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll get both. So context too. I'd actually, um, Jason uh, Neal, my partner from Kelowna, mm -hmm. he'd actually been there almost a month. Oh, wow. So he'd gone in and he'd watched three or four games and we were that close but the game before is when I flew in against Doncaster. Now, anybody who's a sports fan knows that every team has a bogey team. It does not matter if you're first. If your bogey team is 22nd, you never find a way to beat the bogey team. 
So Alex Ferguson's son, Darren Ferguson, is our manager. Yeah. And he's the former manager of Doncaster. <laughs> not beat them in 10 attempts since coming back to Peterborough. Oh, my God. That was who we played the week before. And that was going to be our final game. So we came out of the gates 2-0 up against Doncaster the week before and in 27 minutes. And our fans started to lose their minds. <laughs> Fireworks were going off in the oh pub across God. the street. They were singing across the street. Nobody was allowed in the stadiums, of course. And they actually called a pause on the game because one of the fireworks landed on the field. Wow. wow. And we actually sent the president to the club. We sent him across the alleyway into the British pub to the back and say, stop, like wait till the end of the game, right? Because as you know, there's nothing guarantees failure worse than yeah. celebrating too early. So yeah. guess what? We gagged on it, gave it away, only picked up a point. Now we need, because Lincoln is the only team that can catch us. Lincoln wins that night. And now Lincoln plays us, and they have uh, another game. And then guess who our last game of the season was? Doncaster. Oh, my God. Wow. So the stress on that, oh. on the Lincoln City game, comes from all of this. Peterborough has a history of choking it. We have our bogey team twice in the last two games. Wow. And the only team that can catch us is the one we're playing on Saturday. They beat us, and we go into Doncaster. They're the, you know, we actually thought we would give it away. So there's a lot of, a lot of that background tension going into that game. Jeez. And then, sure enough, we pull a Peterborough, and we're down 3-0 with 65 minutes. Wow. Like, and then, so what ends up happening, if you have a look, Sunderland, like, I hate to say it, Sunderland fans, but we love mocking you. And I grew up as a Newcastle fan. Because <laughs> what ends up happening for Sunderland is they had second place. They should have been going up. They choked on it, went into the playoffs, and what did they do? They gave it away. And we were expecting the same thing. If we drop out of automatic promotion, our wow. team will just lose its bottle. And we'll be going, we'll be stuck in League One another year. Yeah. So there's all this context yeah. as you go into the penalty, right? We score in the 65th minute. In the 70th minute, a Lincoln player has, it's their number nine. He's supposed to, he gets paid to score. He has an empty net from four feet, six feet out, like at the penalty spot. And he blew it over the top of the net. Like oh. if they'd scored the fourth goal, we're done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. We get the, we get the tie in the 85th minute. And for anybody who doesn't want, if you want to see something like, if you ever wanted to say, Something that looks like a referee might have been like an Italian referee with a bag of money running off the field. Like, listen, every referee makes a bad call, right? Yeah. And the angle, they had a player in front of them. But there's no question. It's like Wayne Gretzky going into, I don't know, like Ty Domi and pretending that, like, you know, like that he was mauled and like throws his stick and his gloves in the air and drops like a sack of potatoes okay. and Domi hasn't touched him. Like something like that mm -hmm. is what happened and how we got the penalty call. So we're in the 95th minute and this is it. Last kick of the game, basically uh, score it. We get the draw. Lincoln can't catch us and we go up. Great. So, so that's, that's incredible, right? Yeah. 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 Did you watch the penalty? I did. I did because I, I had to tell you, we were still stunned that he'd given the penalty. Yeah. Like myself, Dara McAnthony, the other, the 50% owner, Jason Neal. I think, I can't remember if Jason looked or didn't, 
I remember for a while he turned his back. Dara and I were silent. It was like, I don't know, it's like a car crash, right? Like you can't yeah. take your eyes off of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but the guy behind me, he works, he works for me. He's been a Posh fan for 15 years. He was crying. I think he was wow. crying before the, the shot. Because <laughs> just to give you all context, I mean, it's imagine we're basically like an East Coast Hockey League team. Yeah. yeah. Now moved, moved it into the AHL. Yeah. yeah. And we're one step away from the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. But the step up from the East Coast Hockey League to AHL, yeah. it's phenomenal, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And 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 here we are, like we're on the we're on the cusp. That's and awesome. And our and our player of the year has to put it away. It was so yeah. stressful. So yeah. stressful. That's crazy. Yeah. So I watched. Yeah. I'm not a coward. Were you were you in the change room for the madness shenanigans after the game? I, I left. I left the change room around, alone. Because you never know what athletes are going to do, right? Yeah, yeah. But what we did, it, we were on the field. So in, you know, what's more typical in English football is that everybody just congregates on the field. And one of the most disappointing things for me as a brand new owner from Canada is that feeling of 15,000 of us rushing the field, mm. right? We didn't get that. Yeah. that that's um, like, I, I haven't been a fan of that club for, you know, 40 years. You know, I wasn't there the last time eight years ago that they got promoted. So the fans, what they missed is incredible, right? Like just to be able to, like, what would you have done? Ran on the field. You'd be on the field. Of course. Like, and you'd be crying and you'd be drinking beer. You'd be throwing beer. You'd be grabbing your favorite player. You'd be yeah. hugging your friend. You'd be yeah. punching a Lincoln fan. Like, you know, there's so much <laughs> stuff going on, right? Yeah. I feel like Lincoln's like the Washington Generals with the Harlem Globetrotters. It's just like they, no matter how hard they try, in this episode, I feel for them, man. In this episode, right? Because because yeah. they came up from they were a non-league team, so they yeah, were basically yeah. they're flying. You know, they yeah. A team of yeah. guys got together and played non-league. Yeah, it's like it's a great. It was it was a great story and a great experience for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So so here's what <clears throat> what my question next question is to you and it it's it stems from championship manager and and my my difficulties yeah. being an an owner there but so like for each season it's you know you plan for the next season as early as humanly right. possible but right. when you're a club like Peterborough who's about to go up or stay down it's like you can't plan really or you know make any transfer buys or anything until you know whether you're going up with a big budget or staying where you are like does that put you at a huge or a disadvantage for next season or now are you guys in just a pure blitz mode now well it's pure blitz mode now but if, again as all championship manager uh, players would know not that of course i play championship manager because no. we wouldn't <laughs> want to admit that i get my transfer things from a computer game but uh, but you know it's actually both ways because if you going up, guess what you've got? You've got players that people are trying to pick off. Uh -huh. So while we're trying to pick off players to actually fill going up or do we stay, we're actually trying to fight off yeah. um, bids. Now, if you're a player, you can't feel – you can't, not. I wasn't going to say that. I almost said you can't feel sorry for the players, but you can. Uh -huh. yeah. You're going from 2,000 pounds a week, which is still a pretty damn good salary. Yeah. But like we had a we had a guy come for our best uh, for best striker last year or two years ago, Jack Marriott. You know, Jack was making twenty five hundred with us, and Darby County comes along and offers him fourteen thousand a week. Jeez. And 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 so if we turn it down, 
what are we going to get the best out of Marriott for the year that we know? So you you literally the lower you are, the it's like being you know in an elementary school yard, right? The grade yeah. six kids come and pick on the grade three kids, yeah. and and that's literally where if you're in League One, you're fighting off the wolves while trying to be a wolf. Yeah, that's a great quote. It's a, it's a real tough it's a real tough balance. Now the other thing too is. Uh, you know, the analogy I used with the Sportsnet's guys was, uh, listen, I'm, I'm a guy with a jeans and T-shirt from Canada at an English black tie event in London. And I'm just trying to avoid the security guard so he doesn't kick me out. Because you think about like Fulham, like the guys, you know, the guy who used to own Fulham was the guy who, you know, was Princess Di's uh, boyfriend, uh, owned uh, Harrods, yeah. you know, Air Malaysia chairman is running... QPR, there's some serious coin running around. Yeah. And 19 of the 24 teams have got these parachute payments for coming down from the Premier League into the AHL you right. know, comparison. Right. Yeah. Imagine if you're the Manitoba Moose and the Maple Leafs come down. Like, yeah. who's got yeah. more money to play for, pay for players to get out of yeah. it? So it's been a real budget issue. I love that yeah. you brought that up about uh, being a guy from Canada because before you came on, we did a little bit just to see. And Mark asked us what we would wear <clears throat> as an owner. And Mark was a t- was a tracksuit guy. He wants to be like Mister Humble Nobody. <laughs> uh, Jay's just said, "I don't even want to be an owner." And then I was like, uh, "Close to you, like maybe business casual with a golf shirt." None of us picked khakis. We didn't want to have some crazy pleats or something silly like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that you answered that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, to every club, um, you know, it is um, Jason, my partner, uh, he's British. He's from Southampton before he moved to Montreal and then now lives in Kelowna full time. He he goes what we call suited and booted. Like he is very British. It's a boardroom. It deserves a suit and a tie. Right. Yeah. Uh, Dara McAnthony, he's very Irish. You know, it's it's uh, probably Hugo Boss with a nice Italian knitted uh, open collar. <laughs> And I am totally a North American venture capital, which is, you know, not jeans, but try, you know, sometimes I'll wear the suit. Uh, but, uh, but at home, I usually try to go almost, I won't call it khaki casual with an open collar, but it definitely has a sport coat. Yeah. But there are places we go where they actually will not let us in without a, without a tie. Wow. So that's probably the worst part about being an owner. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's true. That would, that would kill me for sure. Yeah. So uh, speaking of your partner, um, Jason Neal, so you're both, you were in business with each other, obviously very successful in, in the business. And then you, in 2018, you thought, Hey, a football club has got to be a good investment, but every media outlet and every person you talk to, I mean, or we read, it's like owners in the red, everything's in the red. So if soccer club or a football, I mean, football club is, is so difficult. You had to spend now. I, you know, I briefly researched what, um, you know, what you thought about it. And I find it fascinating where, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to buy a football club and just spend and, and be in the red. You want to see it and run it differently. And can you touch on that for us? Totally. I, in fact, so I was a chicken. Um, Jason was more courageous. I'd been looking at one of my favorite uh, magazines on, uh, football is uh, it's called when Saturday comes and if you ever get a chance to read when Saturday comes they really spend a lot of time in the lower leagues mm-hmm. they spend a lot of time with that community feeling like how does a community run a club how does a chairman you know actually manage expectations right 
Uh-huh. And and if you're if you're let's call it Sutton United, who just came out of the non-league into yep. League Two, like I can, you guys are all nodding. I can totally tell Championship Manager guys. Like, oh, yeah. listen, who hasn't been fired, can't get a job, and you end up at like Blythe Spartans in the non-league, yeah. right? and all yeah. and all your players have a, a rating of four, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, those clubs. They're not there to try to go for the Chelsea brass ring. They're run by a community and they say, here's how much money we've got. We're going to get a fiver from people walking in the door and we might get more money when they buy a, you know, we pull a beer. And that's what I was looking at. I was looking at, um, and, and as a tech investor, I'd looked at some of the things coming out of this magazine when Saturday comes. Ebb's fleet was going crowdfunding. Yeah. Yeah. But some people were thinking about going public, like all the different tools we use in technology investing. I went, that's that's crazy. Like, don't crowdfund. Whatever you do, don't crowdfund, for the love of God. So so I had actually, Jason and I started kicking around. We started um, uh, business partners in 2016 with our with our venture fund. And right from the beginning, of course, as football fans, he, he actually grew up in the terraces of Southampton, and I was a Newcastle fan. I would, uh, I like to call it my uh, annual pilgrimage to the church of St. James Park, right? Mm-hmm. And so we would talk football all the time. And I would talk about, man, wouldn't it be great? I've always thought about this. Just own a lower league team. Cost us a quarter million a year. Like between the two of us, we can come up with that. Mm-hmm. And we just, you know, just run it like a business. And we both did that, thought about it. And I actually thought about Ebb's fleet. Um, and, I, and I looked at some like national league just below league two that was yeah. going to be our entrance or training wheels and as, I, as I, i've said in a couple of interviews what happened as soon as the brokers found out it was like as i said piranhas feeding on a cow it was like every single day there'd be hey hey and and come on i'm gonna test you guys let's see how good you are at english football mm-hmm. so i want you to think back to 2017 and if you were a broker trying to get rid of some really dog football clubs, I want you to name four dog football clubs that were ownerless, broke, and heading towards administration. Leighton Orient? Leighton Orient was one. Sunderland? Sunderland, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was Wrexham in there? No, no, that was the Ryan. I don't know how Ryan picked that one. That's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no. I, how about uh, Bury? You ever got ever heard oh, of Bury? Oh, Bury, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What happened to Bury? <clears throat> yeah, they were uh, they they Gone. obliterated. Yeah, They're obliterated. Gone. And of course, we got the Boltons and the Wiggins. Yeah. Oh, Bolton, that's right. That's the other one. And interestingly, what pivoted <laughs> Jason and my thinking was we both we own a debt fund. Now it's venture capital debt, but we were thinking like, wow, we could probably find a number of investors who want to do the debt. We could turn the club around, pay the interest and basically back end our way in. And so we'd figure out a business way to get ourselves up into league two, league one management. And then along came, it came out of the blue Mm -hmm. and the broker said, look, I haven't talked to the Irishman, but I think he's tired. He's been doing this for 13 years on his own. And I think what he really needs is an injection a shot in the arm. Are you guys okay if we make a phone call? And uh, we were also in the middle of doing um, another club in league one. I'm not going to talk about it. There's lots of places you'll find out which one it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and he said, well, how about 
like I'm not looking for partners. How about we have a talk? I'll tell you what you should look for in the club you're looking to buy. And it turned out we were, he was in Las Vegas for a Conor McGregor fight. We were in Las Vegas for a conference. So we literally said, let's get together. Uh, I know this sounds really geeky, but we went for uh, lattes in the Bellagio. <laughs> All right. Wow. You can do better, gentlemen. <laughs> I think I think we were all just slightly hungover, but uh, yeah, so that was the story. It's like we got together and I just I just love them. Like Dara, Dara and I I think get along like I was on fire. I just I, I think he's great. Yeah. And Jason is um, you know, he's an engineer with two MBAs and he loves loves a good spreadsheet and he'll openly admit that. And it's like Let's just settle down, gentlemen. Let's see what the model sets, right? So it's a super good balance. Yeah. And we were able to get in in a in a way that made sense. We had some upcoming transfers. We had you know personal way uh, personal methodologies, and 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 we were able to get into League One. But the whole time I was blowing into a brown paper bag because we're we're a long way from buying Ebsfleet now. Wow, Mark, I want to jump in. I'm glad I want to start. I'm glad you mentioned Sutton. Uh, we coached Ottawa Fury. People on our show are going to tell me to shut up because we've said it enough times. But uh, one of our ex-players we haven't had a chance to do on this is at Sutton. His name's Jonathan Bard, and so he just came up with them. That's um, great. Yeah, so we're we're pretty pumped for him. And I, I'm all his friggin' Instagram now is just pictures of him popping champagne for weeks. I'm actually getting sick of it, but I'm happy for him. Yeah, I, I, I've actually had to stop after two weeks. Like, you know, I've got the pictures behind me. This is a signed jersey from, awesome. I haven't even got it framed yet because I'm waiting for my runner's up medal coming <laughs> so I can frame the thing, right? And yeah. I'm, I'm with you, like two two weeks of just getting, you know, a drunk fest with yeah. the players and everybody. Yeah. It's just time to sort of lay off the, okay. I'm not even doing it. I'm just following on Instagram. I told him to stop. I, I want to ask, like, maybe to jump in on Mark. Like, I hope not. I love the story of, you know, kind of why, how, how you got Peterborough. Well, why Peterborough? Like, why specifically Peterborough? Like, we're going to beat a dead horse with a championship manager, but, you know, I look for maybe somewhere with a population base. So if I do grow, they're a bit of a small town, you know, like there's a lot of Leicester's close yeah. by, Norwich, all that kind oh, of but amigo, you've got to add the extra piece in. Yeah. So give me some. Why Peterborough? In East Anglia, what's the catchment area? It's not the 250K yeah. of Peterborough. Right catchment area right so cambridge is an hour away by car yeah norwich norwich is the largest uh, club and it's further away yeah right now loud ipswich is almost close right. closer so our catchment area is actually seven hundred and fifty thousand. okay okay now on top of that who do we have to compete for in the youth academy yeah. like if we were in manchester yeah you're... and we bought like oldham yeah yeah are they going to come to our youth academy or are they going down the road to see those guys in red shirts? That's right. Yeah. 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 So, so, you know, it's, or is that Liverpool? Sorry. Uh, I can't remember. It, old, it doesn't matter. Oldham, Oldham, though, all these Liverpool Manchester guys are going, yeah. man, Canadians talking English <laughs> geography. Like, oh, but, but you know, my point, right? So we, yes. we got a great catchment area, a great youth catchment area. So we, we actually saw, we were looking for that. Yeah, so we're looking for both business and youth, and we got that with Peterborough. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and a good track record of selling on uh, some players like the Ivan Tonys. Who've yeah. uh, well, you know. that I mean, you if you go back, that also, again, it was easy to buy into a club where, by the way, as a you know venture capital angel investor, Darren McAnthony's eye for startups. <clears throat> holy shite! 
<laughs> you're allowed to say shit in your yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. So you go back. He's got eight. If you th if, if you go back, we had Dwight Gale. Yeah. Yeah. We had yeah. George Boyd. Mm -hmm. Simon we Davies. Simon, well, Simon D. Yeah, Simon Davies, Matthew Everton, who are now running our youth coach. Like, you oh, look yeah. at the players. Yeah, Matt, Matty Everton and Simon Davies run our youth program right now. That's unreal. I love it. Yeah. That. yeah. Um, so you think about yeah. it, we've got the Ferguson royalty hanging around. Yeah. For a while there, we had uh, 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 Graham Strachan was actually working with uh, Dar Darren Ferguson. So I've met, or sorry, Gavin Strachan. So I've met. Uh, Gordon Dragons, like just the, the Scottish royalty around Peterborough is phenomenal, right? Yeah. And then you've got this guy, my partner, who's gone like he's his 10. I think it, I, I, I think he did a spreadsheet for us, spent four and a half million pounds, and he's got 49 million pounds in transfer fees. Jeez. And and Ivan Tony going up, we got a million pounds on a on a follow-on for that last week. Oh wow. Sweet. If 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 Brentford sells Ivan Tony, the the rumor is Chelsea or Arsenal for yeah. thirty to forty, we get thirty percent of that. Oh, nice! So there's all these, yeah, Galons, like, yeah. So so I was so it's now cool as a fan as yeah. well as an owner to be watching games that don't matter. Yeah, but they all matter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Guess what happens the other way too? We win a game or lose a game. There, we've got sell-on fees to people below us that we bought their players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thirty percent yeah. of our money for Ivan Tony goes back to Newcastle. Huh. I have a stupid question because it seems like you obviously played Championship Manager, and I don't know, maybe you read up on. I, I don't know if it's in Soccernomics, guys. You can you guys can fact check this, but there's a stat, and this is pretty legit um, and so interesting to me that you can improve your your team if you more if you improve your um 49 good player to 50 percent rather than buy one top 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 striker that's worth you know lo loads of money and it, do you get is that in the background in your mind yeah, does anybody talk yeah. about that because that that's a stat that one guy he did loads and loads of games and covered a lot of ground on that research and saying teams that tried to buy their way out of and in, to improve were less less successful than teams that just improved so there's coaching in there improve that because if even if you have the best number nine who scores a lot of goals if you have players who aren't good enough you know you're right back it loses the ball it's all for naught because you know you, the game of uh, soccer is not like basketball where you can have one no, it all 11 matter. You cannot yeah. make it on because it, you know, every striker has a drought. Every, 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 every midfielder has a day where their passing goes to hell, right? Or whatever. But uh, it's interesting you bring that up because I think, I don't know if it's the 49 to 51, but I think it's the, the value on analytics. Yeah. And you would actually think that most of the clubs have migrated to a money ball strategy where it's all about the analytics. I think most, teams will pay lip service to it mm -hmm. but it's very clear in 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 football which clubs actually are are, are basically religious about it mm -hmm. and if you watch brentford and their climb from the lower leagues into the premier league and the players they've brought along if you look at like last year in the champion championship level 
what the hell was Barnsley doing in the playoffs? Yeah. Right? Name me one famous Barnsley player. I can. Neil Redfern. There you go. Darn. But, this is, that was supposed to take longer than 10 seconds. Yeah, but we're nerds. We're nerds. Yeah, try, yeah. Like, you know, yeah right? So, but you, know, you see my point. Like, yes. Yeah. Barnsley is a classic example of analytics going to work with 11 basically above average players. Now, by the way, how many of those Barnsley players are people coming in for that they hadn't heard of? Yeah. But the analytics are now saying, holy cow, we got to get that guy or that guy or that guy. Yeah. So, so we, again, I actually believe my partner has done a phenomenal job of what he calls getting young and hungry. Like, like, so, you know, as we are talking about our strategy a little bit for the coming year, I'm not going to give it away. But, you know, Jason, you're, you're bang on. You go get young and hungry kids from the lower league who have no fear and let them run amok in the championship level. And everyone goes, holy cow, where'd that kid come from? Can I buy him? Or do you go buy an experienced center midfielder for a lot of money who can actually marshal the troops and say, hey, kids, it's okay. I've been here before. Distribute the ball. Do you, do you create a spine? Uh-huh. Right. If you if you go back to damn United, you know, the old yeah. uh, Brian Clough, you, you yeah. got to have the, yeah. the spine. Yeah. Right. Or do you or do you just get four really good defenders and just hope like hell that they just knock balls out of the box? Pick a strategy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Man, right. I'm not giving yeah. our, ours away. No. Yeah. But I think but I think our history as a club will tell you exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I appreciate what I looked at as well, because you see sometimes um, clubs going up based on like five, six, seven loan players, and then they all go back. And now, you know, your, your spine is decimated. Now you're going, now you have to spend. And, and I appreciate that, uh, at least from what I looked at, you didn't go up on that model, which is something I'm not a big fan of. Now, uh, just before you can answer that, when I talk about someone maybe who's in charge or has a say in in these transfers, and that's Barry Fry. Oh, I, I don't know if Barry he's around Fry. there, but have you seen the the There's Only One Barry Fry documentary? Isn't I mean, brilliant. When I saw that, I saw that I don't know a couple couple months ago, and when I looked and saw that he's still involved, I thought that has to be a question I ask you: Is this guy the most interesting human on the planet? So we still quote every time we buy a player. Sold to the fat bastard in the blue jacket, right? That's a, that's a quote from the Barry Fry documentary. Yeah. I, uh, I personally, Barry Fry and I have a very bad uh, Cuban habit. And right. so we just love hanging out together. I just, <laughs> you know, awesome. Barry and I go for dinner. He's, he's one of my favorite humans. But the problem with being out in public with Barry Fry is you actually do feel like the Canadian uh, Canadian business loser guy because nobody cares about you. Yeah, you know, just write the check and get out of the way. Can I have my picture with Barry Fry? <laughs> so we're, we're we're in the uh, Orlando uh, airport, and uh, we just finished a bunch of owners meetings. Barry's always there. Our CEO uh, Bob Sims, fantastic human being as well, and then Darren. So you can you can imagine already. And, you know, you guys have really hit what's going on in the partnership. We actually love each other. Like, like the characters and the brilliance of these of the five people that are running this. 
Mm-hmm. I just think we're, we're really, really lucky. But it, it caught, you know, from a business level, it causes the core of how we get to go up. So you got Dara picking the players mm-hmm. in some ways. They're saying, here's a list. Darren having his own list. We come together as a group and say, well, that's a stupid name. That's a great name. <laughs> Barry, Barry, get on the phone. And Barry's already probably called the guy while we're talking about him. Yeah. And in fact, there's there's a major signing we're trying to do, hopefully announce it this week if it goes through. And of course, if, if we fail, then you'll you'll hear silence from me. <laughs> but we we put the name up and Barry goes, Oh, I talked to his dad in March. Oh and so God. he calls him right while we're in the meeting. So Barry is the character you see, but it is it is the it is literally the Darren Dara Barry Fry Trinity that makes us think work so well. That's awesome. I love I love hearing that because there's so many stories of, you know, fallouts and this and arguments and that. And to be in something that it's so just so envious uh, of that situation. Now you you we mentioned the championship a bunch of times, and we've actually talked about it on our show before. Is is the championships arguably? one of the most entertaining leagues in the world at this point, it's gaining so much uh, attention. Now in Canada, we have the DAZN, right? Where we get some championship games here and there. And I read something about Peterborough. Is there a way us Canadians can watch Peterborough every week? Yeah. In fact, you can pick a team below Premier League. And so if you are a championship manager fan and you actually start to want to actually follow your club, you can mm-hmm. go onto their site, and as an international, you have something that uh, they don't have in the UK. And quite frankly, I'm I'm part of a group of uh, owners that is trying to get that changed. But as Canadians and Americans, we're used to you can either go down to the game or watch it on TV. Mm-hmm. That that whole concept blows the minds of of Englishmen. Huh. Like the thought process of broadcasting a Saturday three o'clock game instead of forcing you to go down live, blows their minds. And so it's called Article 45, and there's a big push on to sort of remove Article 45, especially after the pandemic, you know, that you should be able to watch through digital or television, basically live, your your teams. The only people that can watch live English football are internationals right now. So you could literally go on to Leighton Orient or Wrexham or Peterborough or, or now, you know, QPR, and they all have something called iFollow. And so it's 10 pounds a game, or you can buy a season pass. And uh, nine of us right now have our, actually, we're going out this year, it'll start January 1st, we're getting off of the iFollow, and we're going to be going on to our own, we're actually going to get control of our own digital broadcast rights. Oh, and cool. some of the teams already do that. Here's, here's, a, here's a piece of trivia for, uh, you got to be a real geek to hang out with us for this conversation, eh? Uh, for 45 <laughs> minutes. But um, Michael Eisner, of Di- the former Disney head, owns Portsmouth. Yeah. yeah. And his son is running um, a movie company. So what, what do you think the Eisners have a background in? You know, they might know something about broadcasting and content. And yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, you've got... Yeah. But interestingly, all these owners I'm bringing up are North Americans. So you got the North American owners who are used to growing up with, I don't care, come down, watch the game live, or you know, pay me through the advertisers are going to pay. I don't care. 
Yeah. But that's like, it's, it's a religious, it, it literally is a Catholic Protestant kind of religious question for English football. So it'll be interesting to see it. So glad you brought it up. If you're an international fan, yeah. love to see you on the Peterborough uh, site. And in January, we're actually going to go interactive. So you can watch the games with all the fans of your tech stream going. And there's a wow. stage with six videos. So we can bring fans up on our stage and we can all watch the game together. So it's really awesome. cool what's going on. I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not buying a, an iFollow for Lincoln City. Forget that. That's not worth the money. They got to pay me to get it in there. I can't watch that. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a quick question. Girl, you guys have found your punching bag. Oh, I love yeah, it. That's gonna, right. You know what's going to happen to me on Twitter is every Lincoln fan is going to be burning me on Twitter tomorrow. So. The one Lincoln fan in Ottawa where we're based is going to come find our houses <laughs> or something. But uh, I want to ask one thing because I've always found it interesting with the Red Bulls and um, the Man Cities and a lot of the clubs and their models and you'd mentioned it i think someone was asking you about cpl and and that you think that's an interesting model is that a long-term type thing is that a legit thing that's in the plans of peterborough like i know cpl is obviously growing we've had tons of people on and you know like for me they need a team in quebec there's still like there's still gaps there is that a legit thing for you not just because you're canadian but as far as the model itself like if you look at red bull in particular i think they've done it the best where they, it's almost like they tier their players and they go up and they they funnel them into Red Bull Leipzig and stuff. So even Jesse Marsh went from uh, yeah. the U.S. to Austria to like, yeah. it's a really cool path. It's something at first I thought forget Red Bull, but now I, I'm very intrigued by how they do it. I feel they do it in the right manner. Anyways, I'll shut up and maybe just throw that one to you. Well, you, you don't you don't know you actually asked four questions in there. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> rambled, man. And I oh, want to go back so to a Lincoln City joke. <laughs> so the first question you actually asked is what do you think about multi-club ownership yeah okay the second question you asked is is there a way that you can almost form a mafia where you can cultivate count talent yes. and bring it through the family yeah. Yeah. yeah the third question you asked is is the cpl a viable model right and the fourth question you asked is basically, you know, like is is the Red Bull model the, the way to go? Because the other conversation, if you guys want to get really geeky, is we could talk about SPACs, private equity, yeah. Roman Abramovich versus yeah. corporate money. Yeah. Can so, I so just say, can I just say, Randy, that you at the same time took the piss out of me and made me look smart with my four questions and how you <laughs> phrased them? That is absolutely genius, and I thank you for that. Former politician. <laughs> yeah, that was well played, man. <laughs> So, so which of the five would you like me to tackle? I don't, I'd go with the multi-club and the mafia. That, that impressed me or intrigued me. So, so we think, and I think there's enough writing out there that says that what Man City has done is almost broken down the old ownership model. Again, I still love, one of my favorite movies I watch all the time is Damn United, right? Yeah. Like that is the classic, you know, the poor guy at Darby, who's the <laughs> classic local businessman owns basically the, the garage you know, and Brian Clough comes in and blows money he doesn't have, and the guy's going, "Well, am I going to find this?" Right? Yeah. That 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 model kind of went into the nineties, mm -hmm. and then in the nineties, you've got you know Russian oligarchs fleeing Putin who show up in London and say, "Hey, I should buy a football club." Not naming anybody, I'm just suggesting. Yeah, that for sure. um, so you go to a very North American model, which is, "I'm a billionaire buying a toy." Yeah. I think if you look over the last even 10 years, that model's breaking down, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Because we talk about John Henry, but it's not John Henry, is it? 
No. It's called Fenway Sports. Yeah. And they basically use investor money yeah. to get a huge pool of cash and have a guy like John run a really solid business. Yeah. And Man City, we could say it's Mansoor, <clears throat> but really it's it's the group of basically sovereign wealth fund behind them mm-hmm. who've actually done the multi-club thing. Yeah. And then what started to happen is even Billy Bean is in multi-club ownership. In fact, I had a thing of, I believe it's The Economist, there's 42 multi-club organizations right now. Huh. Now, wow. let's hypothetically say wow. that you're Stan Kroenke. I don't think Stan cares if a private equity group or a multi-club group comes and shows up. Stan can withhold him. Yeah. But at some point, not everybody's Roman and Stan and these guys. Like they don't have bottomless pits of cash to go against corporate finance. Yeah. And you know, it's a big play then to go buy seven clubs. So so it is you're starting to see this whole movement to corporate finance owning multiple clubs. Yeah. It, and it makes a lot of sense. And now there's this thing called a SPAC, a Special Purpose Acquisition Corp. And what's happening is a SPAC is a publicly traded company on the New York Stock Exchange, but it's actually just a pool of cash. So you have these pools of cash. It's become the it's become a way around um, taking a company public. You guys can tell me when to stop getting really geeky. Okay, like if this is really geeky, don't we this? So, so now you have these pools of cash that are half billion dollar pools of cash. They can go up to two billion dollars of cash. In fact, the biggest SPAC acquisition went last week, or they're talking about right now, is there's a SPAC that's about to buy Universal, and there's a SPAC that bought the Uber of uh, Indonesia. It's called Grab Taxi. So SPAC can actually these SPACs become you guys could gut, go put some money into a stock exchange company, a yeah. blind pool. That blind pool buys seven football clubs. Huh. And a number of these SPACs already exist. Huh. Wow. So we are looking at a number of things that would be interesting. Like how do we make sure we survive as single owners in, a, yeah. in an emerging world? Do we go play the game? Do we go, you know, spent a lot of time raising money for tech companies. Could we do it for this? Could we just, instead of actually having to go that kind of big, do we just actually now form the next thing, which is very Canadian, which is, Hey, I can't play with the big boys. How do I partner? So then that goes into the second part of your question. How, how can teams that don't participate in this massive corporate financing rage, Mm -hmm. can they partner together to sort of fight off the wolves? Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of these types of, I think this multi multi team ownership thing is here to stay. It's not, it's not just a fad. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think because these large pools of cash exist, it's hard for billionaires to actually compete against them. Yeah. So I think, I think everybody's got to start thinking multi-club and multi-country. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just I'll, happy I'll, that my question led to that. Like, yeah, <laughs> you look, you look very intelligent. Oh, now. man, I'm, mar- I'm marketing that on our snob site that I'm like, I'm going to bring, back- I'm going to bring it back down to earth to my, my dumb level. <laughs> and is this CPO I only answered two of the five? Did you know? No, that? no, that's fine. Oh, okay. It was amazing. Yeah, I love it. Better that. come up for error. Better come up yeah. for error. Is the uh, is the CPL like a, a, a viable lot? Like, are you really looking into that? Like CPL potential? Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we did. Um, okay. So 
and I, and I think we'll go back to it. Okay. But it's an interesting place to be a Canadian. And, 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 and I'm going to, I'm not avoiding your CPL question. It's like, mm. you guys have kids in, in soccer or football? Yep, for sure. Okay. Let's say one of your kids is good. Where would you like to, where would you like them to go to the Academy? Great would point. you like to send them to TFC? Would you like to send them to Ottawa? Would you like them to come over to Sutton? So let's let's do, where where what where do you think the TFC Academy is globally? Hmm. Where would the Ottawa Fury uh, be globally? Mm-hmm. Uh, where would a European club and and think about it? So you've got your fourteen year old kid in the back before the CPL. Think of the players that we lost. You know Owen Hargreaves. I still played uh, soccer with Owen's dad. He he like I, he's got to be seventy five. I still can't catch him. I know it's him because I just chase his number around a field all day. It's, it's exhausting. I, I could probably use the lose a little COVID weight, but you know Owen Hargreaves was a Calgary kid, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know uh, Begovich, he grew up in Edmonton, yeah. but he and both Hargreaves and Begovich, you know the De Guzmans. Yeah. We have a history of all these guys with two passports went somewhere else. Yeah. And just as the CPL comes out, there's some guy named, I don't know, Alfonso Davis. I think he's kind of a good player or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, what did FC Edmonton get for that? Yeah. I don't know. So it, squad. Yeah. I'm just, I'll leave it, you know, like, yeah. I, I, so I, I, I think, I think he was there for a brief stint of time. And already bumped off to the MLS, and, and he was at the Whitecaps. Yeah. Uh, and then the Whitecaps, he went immediately to Europe, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think the European, where I'm going with all of this, is the European thing is so tight right now. It's going up, going down. There's a pyramid. You go locally, you understand that. I think the CPL has to spend some time thinking about where they fit in that pyramid. Huh. And MLS and CPL have the same issue, and the USL does too. Are you going to run a European model or are you going to run a North American model? And the North American model is, look, there's no going up, going down. You buy a franchise. And it doesn't matter how, as as Ottawa Senator fans, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter how shit you are. You don't ever have to improve. (laughs) And people will still give you money and buy beer. Like, like. I'm sorry, Melnick's getting away with murder there, right? Yeah, yeah. And before it was him, it was the guys down the road from you guys in Toronto. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ballard ran shit clubs for years and just yeah. took money. Yeah. yeah, There's no consequence in North American for being, being a shit owner. Yeah. yeah. No. So, so the CPL, the USL, the MLS, they have to, they have to, they have to decide who they are. Yeah. yeah. And if we're running a North American model, then, then as an owner, um, I have to figure out how... And right now I have to admit this because I have a European brain yep. uh, as I look at the business. Yeah. I can't get my brain to look at where the revenue potential is for North American soccer clubs. Yeah. I love that answer. I so love that answer. It's, yeah. I, it's, it's hard to talk about it because, yeah, you know, as a Canadian, I have a responsibility here, but I can't, you already know our yeah. defining moment is run it as a business and just pay our bills. Yeah. 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 We can't, I'm not in a position, you know, personally to be just a philanthropist on that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to just ask a few, uh, a few final questions in more of like a a get to know uh, Mr. R. Stewart. Um, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that. I love the, I love the initial. 
So let's just get to know you a little bit. It's a beautiful day. You're at a pool. Are you a jump right in the pool guy or are you a slow walk in on the steps guy? Uh, I'm a cannonball guy. Yeah. Absolutely. I, 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 I kind of knew that. I had a feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you're at a, a, a road trip with the club, breakfast. You want some eggs? What kind of eggs are you ordering? Scrambled. And by the way, you guys, I'm an embarrassing Canadian. Eggs and liver were the only two things I would not eat. And only about five years ago, I started eating scrambled eggs, but it has to have HP sauce. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Can I add a question to your first question, Mark? Ah, yes. I have to, because I, I feel like we, we, we've got a good sense of you here. I'm going to go on a limb. When you're doing your cannonball, are you yelling cannonball? Are you yell cannonball yes. guy? I feel like you might. Totally. I'm totally yelling. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's a great question. What's your favorite city in the world? Ooh, that's a wow. Uh, you know what? I think it's terrible because I was born in Vancouver and I still think if you die and go to heaven, God allows you into the Pacific Northwest. Oh. So you can interchange Seattle and Vancouver for me on that. So, and I don't know if that's, and I've been, a, I've traveled a ton. Yeah. I've traveled a ton, but uh, that's, that's probably, I'd still always go home. Well, we're sending that answer straight to Peterborough, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, unfortunately for Peterborough, they got voted as one of the 10 worst places in the UK to live for the last like, and I, it's a beautiful city. It's like green yeah. and it's spread out. It's actually very much like Peterborough, Ontario, where it's just kind of spread out everywhere and people live in pockets around the town kind of thing. Cool. And, and I think anyway, if we build a new stadium and do the downtown development we want to do, I think it's going to be a real destination. Nice. Oh, and the Cathedral of Peterborough is where Catherine of Aragon is buried. It's an 11th century cathedral. It's beautiful. Wow. wow. There's my there's my tourism plug. For my, <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, let's my go new, from uh, that to uh, you're, you're flying. You're flying home from Peterborough. Are you watching a movie or are you doing work on the laptop? Wow. I have to say that's an it depends. So I will tell you this. Going out is movie. Because I have a strategy, right? Because if you go in for Thursday night and you stay until Wednesday, so I'll do a short hop so you get the Saturday game and a Tuesday game, and then you yeah. can do a couple of days of business. But the Thursday night is uh, eat eat something, a, a couple of glasses of wine, one movie, and crash so mm -hmm. that you can hit the ground running. Yeah, yeah. And on the way home, you leave. It's 10.30 in the morning. You leave London, and you land at 2.30 in the afternoon. So it's pound away on the laptop. Yeah. So one is, you know, eat, drink, and sleep. The other one is power through. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> In and out, that. good. Winter or summer Olympics? Uh, summer. I have to tell you, as a Vancouver boy, moved to Alberta, um, uh, junior high, go out and play on my first outdoor rink, cried like a baby. And of course, I I, I played hockey at what's called the North Shore Winter Club, and they've now named it the Karen Magnuson Rink. It's pretty embarrassing to be a North Shore boy who learned hockey at the Karen Magnuson Figure Skating Rink, and moved to Edmonton and go to go to my first outdoor minus ten and grade nine, bawling my eyes out. So it hits minus five, and I'm inside. And I'm going. I'm summer only because I hate cold. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So two more. We'll just go with this one. You're at you're at home. On the counter, there's an apple and a pear. Which one are you grabbing? Apple. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> who, who picks pears? Anybody got on the show and picked pear? Pass. 
psychopaths. Let me know if it ever happens that somebody picks pair. That that would be worth a tweet. Oh my <laughs> OMG, somebody picked pair. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's gonna be a new segment. Um, so last question: who's gonna win the European Championship this summer? You know, that's a great question. I don't think any of the teams are runaways this year, are they? No, and, and you know what the best part? Sorry, Jason, if he's watching this. It won't be England, but um, bump. <laughs> they just can't win anything, right? Like it's like they are destined to be the semifinal. They are the Lincoln punching bag. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so actually, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Belgium. Like you know, what's funny is they're past their prime. They should have done it four years ago in a couple yeah. of things. Yeah. But I actually think you know, going to Jason's point about team cohesion. Mm -hmm. I think actually they may be more balanced now than they were when they just give it to Hazard and let them run down a wing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So anyway, that's that with that, but I want to, uh, I want to get uh, just a quick serious note. We want to thank you for coming on. Like uh, this to us, to me is like something real special getting to, to know soccer from such a different angle and a Canadian as well, which is super important to us. So I can guarantee you that you've got some, some new Peterborough fans and subscribers coming in and we urge all our, our, our followers to really, if you're, because I mean, it's so easy to just pick a team, but pick a team that, that, uh, you know, that we have a Canadian flavor to. And, and I, I really hope we, uh, we can bump up your Twitter followers there, but we appreciate you coming in and, and having fun with us. Well, you guys, I, listen, I know you guys are a growing podcast. I'll call it that. How's that? Uh, but honestly, you're in Canadian soccer. You're doing the Lord's work. So, you know, anything I can do to help uh, jack up what you're doing, um, I think, you know, that was part of my agenda is that uh, it's, a, it's a small community here in Canada that's got to get a lot, lot louder. And as I say, you guys are doing the Lord's work. So uh, good on you for that. I really appreciate the opportunity, as you guys can tell, I've never met a microphone I didn't like. So this was a <laughs> way to kill Saturday morning. So that's brilliant. I appreciate you coming on. I could talk to you for hours. Absolutely brilliant. So much fun. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. And I loved, I loved your comment about North American sports industry. It's, it just nailed everybody that would bite me on that. So thank you. <laughs> it is. It's like, it is, we have decided and we, we could spend a whole hour on the whole super league. Like what was that about? Yeah, it was actually taking North American principles That's and right. trying to drop them in Europe. Yeah. And what did the Euro Europeans say to us? Yeah, revolt. Yeah. Yeah. It had something to do with fornicating and leaving. <laughs> and you know what? Wouldn't it be great here in North America if there was a fan revolt that said, I'm no longer putting up with your yeah. shit. Yeah. And if you have another season in the first draft pick, Buffalo, you're going down to the AHL where you belong yeah. until you get your, you know, yeah, poop together so you can come back up. Great. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? You, Just you got know, awkward too. Yeah, you've inserted Jay's soul right yeah. now. Like that's, I, oh, that's but but I'll tell you what, is you guys say you pick Peterborough. That also means that's why Europeans are tribal about their clubs. Yeah. Because they know when times are bad, you are going down. Mm -hmm. And real fans stay yes. and they're there. And you put up with the abuse from the other guys who laugh at you for going down, but you're the first ones to remind them when you're going back up yeah. and, and you become tribal. Your team is not to be traded as lightly as a free trading. You know, the problem is with all my buddies, I know you guys are trying to get off here. You can edit this out, okay. but you know, the last comment would be, <laughs> it's easy 
to be a Flyers fan one year and become a Blues fan another year. That's so North American too. Yes. That is actually sacrilege in Europe. Yes, exactly. Because your club, good or bad, and you get tribal about it when you go as an away fan and you're singing your songs and people are throwing bottles at you or or darts or coins, you know, you want to give those other fans a big F you. And when you beat, you know, West Brom, I was an away fan and we beat West Brom. And, we had, and this was when I was hanging out with new guys. We had no right beating them. You remember those days. Yeah. yeah. You also remember seven nothing humiliations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They you mean that. Yeah, that's right. I'll let you guys go. Sorry, I shouldn't have thrown. Oh, no, I, we could talk for hours. Ever. Yeah, ever. I would. I would Thank love you. to have you back on again. Maybe huh? at the start of next season or something, uh, we can chat about uh, what you guys have done to build uh, for the championship. Anytime. I really appreciate it, this guys. Good luck with your podcast. Thanks. Hope to see you grow. very much for listening today if you haven't already please subscribe to the podcast and of course leave us a five-star review if you want to get in touch you'll find us on instagram at soccer snob one on twitter at soccer snobs one by searching for us on facebook and of course on the web at www.soccersnobs.ca backslash listen you can leave us your opinion give us any comments and if that's where you want to get nasty feel free to do so